Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. Welcome to our show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we really do appreciate you being with us in these very troubled times. And I just want to call attention to something I produced a couple of days ago. Uh, it's a story about who we really serve. Elon Musk has taken heat. He's getting the Henry Kissinger talk. Uh, you know, hey, you can do this, you can't do this, and if you do this, you ever heard of JFK? He does that with every president, and and Elon Musk is getting the same talk right now. And um, so, uh, don't look for Twitter to become the bastion of free speech. And I also think Musk might be using this for leverage because Bezos has beat him out in the space program because Bezos is the favorite son who will do all the perversion that uh, the globalists want. So just want to watch out for that. And we're going to be talking about perversion and perhaps some misguided efforts to correct that perversion. So we're going to be on a kind of a similar vein about dissemination of information. We're going to be talking to Jim and Crystal Woodcock. And um, I met them prior to the Hear the Watchman conference, got to spend some time there. Jim actually helped produce my uh, pr- uh, presentation there. So we're connected at the uh, presentation hip, so to speak. Great conference at Hear the Watchman. But uh, we're going to talk about a bill that's kind of sitting in stasis right now in Idaho and it's along the lines of Ron DeSantis correction or orientated bill to protect kids but my gosh you can do the wrong thing if you're not careful and we're going to hit that and we're going to talk about uh, a journey that the Woodcocks took where they just one day packed up and moved and you know I'm keeping my options open too and we'll talk about all that here on the Common Sense Show but first I got to take care of some business, and uh, I have really good news. All of you said, Dave, tell us when you get the water filters back in. Well, they're not back in, but a third party intervened and said, Dave Hodges was so disappointed that you're not selling the water filters anymore because they're so good. And they said, okay, we'll let Dave sell everything that's in the supply line. And when it's gone, it's gone. And obviously, I think they're probably getting it from China. I'm not sure. But they they not optimistic about replenishing the supply. But you're going to need water filtration. And this is the best in the business. In fact, the research at waterwithdave.com tells you that. And they have not raised their price, which I just find really admirable, given the fact they could charge just about whatever they wanted. And you're going to have to scavenge water. I mean, let's be honest here. Someone's taken the grid down, whether it's a false flag or Vladimir Putin and his threats. I think you need to be prepared for that. And we have five ways to take care of it here. 
in the Hodges compound, and I would hope that you realize that three is two, two is one, and one is none, because you need to think about volume that you'll be treating. So there's no limit. Get them while you can. It's not going to last, and when they're gone, they're gone. And then also, too, we do sell the food, and we're one of the few food, storable food companies that's still operating at full capacity. Our vendor windows are open, unlike a lot of our competitors. And I'm sorry to say that because it's a big universe, and we need all the help getting food out to people we can because food is going to be used against you, and you see the forces lining up to deprive you of food. You see it every day in the media. You read about it every day on the Internet. And I don't know how long we have, but I would say act accordingly right now. Best storable food out there, I believe, is MPS. That's why we represent them. And they have not raised prices. In fact, they still have specials available, and they're still meeting demand, and they're shipping on time, and they're doing all things right way. Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. So you get the food, you get the water, and you get one more thing. Noble Gold. You know, I just concluded a deal with them about three weeks ago. Uh, to purchase more gold and silver, and we did a couple of programs with them too. And why is that? Because if you leave your money in the bank, you better be prepared to lose it. Yeah, I don't know when that's going to happen, but do the math. The world's running from the reserve currency of the dollar, so we're losing, we're losing our only backing. The debt is unparalleled, and we're spending money like drunken sailors. Actually, like the whole drunken Navy. It's the Biden way. Spend, 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 and spend some more. How long is it going to be until we hyperinflate or just have an economic collapse? That's why right now you need to diversify so you can have a softer landing. And the people at Noble Gold can help you. They are trained, no pressure. Now, I can get you material sent very quickly, but you'll have to call them. They're not. They're trained to not be pests. And they will not hard sell you. So how do you get your material? Go to goldbeforelate.com. Dot com. That's goldbeforelate.com. That takes care of our advertising for this entire segment. And uh, like I said, I, I met uh, Jim and Crystal Woodcock. Uh, Jim is uh, a pastor. Uh, has a really interesting background we talked about before on our TV show. And um, Crystal is a librarian and really had an important position in the L.A. area where she was had a lot to do with curriculum and educational material distributing and and you know being out of the public school system myself years ago I can tell you I know how important that job was but unfortunately uh she was in California and she had a religious exception and exemption and objection to the vaccine and I'm sure fetal cells usage was part of it being a strong christian and they said, sorry, we don't recognize your request for exemption. So she lost her job. And um, I hope I summarized that correctly. But, um, but guys, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. And we've got all our preliminaries out of the way, so now we got smooth sailing. But, uh, <laughs> Crystal, I want to start with you. You contacted me a few weeks ago about an issue, and we've been very, very busy. And then, of course, I got sick. And uh, you um, were telling me about something that was very disturbing that's going on in the Idaho legislature. Yeah, thank you so much for having us on today. Yeah, and glad, sure. glad to hear you're feeling better as well. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah we. Um, so Idaho had a, a bill come up uh, recently in the last um, month or two here um, that was an interesting bill. And it, funny, funny enough, it's actually HB 666, which I thought was hilarious. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh, no. just funny. Um, 
but the, but the bill is of particular interest because of my background, you know, being in the library and stuff. But it, it's about um, the idea that you know we want to protect children right from harmful material. We want to protect children from you know access to obscenities and other kinds of harmful content. Um, and so Idaho, Idaho um, Republicans took it upon themselves to uh, put a bill together that would actually fine librarians. A thousand dollars and jail them for up to a year for distributing harmful materials to children. That's like saying what you're doing is disinformation, and it's who's defining the hate speech or the disinformation that qualifies it as such. And that's the concern I'm hearing here. When I hear of a bill like this, I want to know who gets to decide what the standard is and. And and why are they singling out teachers when these are usually curriculum decisions made at the principal's level or certainly the school board level? Yeah, and and this particular bill was was specific to public libraries. Um, So it is a little bit outside of that um, school library realm, but but not too far out and not really very different. Um, And it's interesting, too, that it, it ended up not getting voted on because because of a particular reason that that idea of harmful material was very vague. And so instead of the thing being, you know, totally outed from the entire legislative process, it's gone to committee because they wanted to find that. They don't want to drop it entirely. And and there's there's some, some real, you know, worry there about, you know, how do we define harmful material, right? Like, who gets to define that, like you said? Um, but then I also think, too, about the idea that, like, you know, what if somebody else is in charge? What if, you know, the tables flip and maybe Republicans don't hold that um, you know, majority role. What if? What if somebody else, somebody with liberal intentions, is the one holding that role? What do they say harmful material is? You know, their idea of what that would look like would be a very different, you know, definition, right? And and we know how good liberals are at redefining terms constantly, right? Well, yeah, Google's doing that. I don't know if you've heard of that or not, but now when you type in something, they'll change your suggested pronouns and so forth. Have you heard about this? Oh, not that specifically. I know they've, they've been editing things for years. In fact, I've, I remember um, seeing the CEO of Google saying that, you know, when you search um, in Google, you should only ever get one result because they should be so good at figuring out what you want that they should only give you one result. And, and to me, as someone who has been kind of a gatekeeper of knowledge and not in the weird gatekeeper way that some people say, but the idea of you know, preserving knowledge in all forms you know, in libraries, that idea of only having one answer is, is really you know, disturbing to us. And, you know, people, people who want to research and find out things, you know, you need to get different opinions, different sides of the story. And for Google to think that they have the gall to say that they're going to tell you what results are appropriate for your search, as opposed to what are legitimate, you know, search results. And um, that's a little frightening, too, in terms of our ability to really find out true information when we need it. Well, you heard my opening when I mentioned about Elon Musk. Yeah, and uh, he is getting the talk. In fact, actually, in the the piece I did, I likened it. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the old movie uh, Network with Peter Finch, and he takes on oh, the establishment. Yeah. And that's yeah. the movie where he tells his audience to go and open the window and yell, "I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore." In that famous phrase that came out of that movie, mm-hmm. but he worked for. Uh, a network is real funny the way they just snuck these pejorative terms in UBS network and I thought boy send, <laughs> send that over to CNN they'll get more viewers just on the humor right. and uh, 
So they had in the movie he he gets executed on his own set because he didn't follow orders. He was told you're messing with the natural order of things. He got the Henry Kissinger talk, as I mentioned, <laughs> and, right, yeah. and, and they killed him in the movie. And um, it was it, it, that's what Elon Musk is now getting. It's now coming out. Breitbart is all over this story. And, uh, you know, Elon Musk got cut out of the space race to some degree because Bezos was being the good boy and being mm-hmm. rewarded by the decision makers. And I actually think Musk bought Twitter for le- leverage in this area. I, I think he's kind of holding them hostage because they're not going to let Twitter become a public forum, a true public forum in an election year. That's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and, and that's part of the problem, Dave, is that uh, they want to control the narrative and uh, give people their point of view. And, uh, you know, and let's face it, uh, looking at this is, uh, from a spiritual perspective, this is, uh, you're on one side or the other. And, uh, you know, I think of what Scripture says, you know, choose today whom you're going to serve. Uh, you're either on the side of evil or on the side of good, and the mm-hmm. side of God. And, uh, and this is really, you know, it doesn't matter how good you may appear, if you're not serving Jesus, you're serving the devil, regardless. You just, pull, you just pulled the words out of my mouth, Jim, <laughs> because I was just going to say, to, to not decide to serve Jesus is to do, you're definitely deciding to serve the other side. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. Absolutely. And, and the other side is now winning. And and um, and they got to control the knowledge. They really do. Um, let me ask you a question about Crystal and your work. Um, how much pushback was there against uh, um, religious or Christian expression when you were a librarian? You know, when I first started, I was in a, a pretty conservative little niche community in uh, Riverside County, and um, you know, we we did things like. Um, you know, Christmas and Passover, or excuse me, um, Hanukkah presentations and mm-hmm. all sorts of different stuff. They were very open to having, you know, a wide variety of religious content come into the school. And, you know, there was a period of time about 12 years ago where that really shifted and it became very closed off and it began to be, um, you know, problems with people saying, well, we can't have this in the school and we can't have this in the library. And um, a lot of that, you know, started to go away, including um, ancient history and excuse me, people having issues with the the history of the Israelite population being discussed in middle school classrooms. And and it was kind of nice in our position that we were able to go in there, but uh, it just kept on getting harder and harder and harder. And I even think back to where... Um, they decided to take the Bibles out of our uh, out of our schools, and if I remember correctly, they used uh, some of the quote unquote atrocities that took place in the Book of Judges. Oh, that's we can't expose our children to, you know, uh, who was it? Uh, was it uh, Deborah who uh, or somebody who uh, who took a tent spike and drove it through <laughs> some dude's head? You know, but you know, come on, uh, the kids are watching that stuff on YouTube. You can watch that stuff on Netflix, uh, and so it's really a duplicitous standard that they have going on there. That uh, it's what they dean looks bad but oh no we can't do it if it comes out of hollywood you know if it's hollywood it's good but if it's bible it's bad yeah but and also too along the lines that you're going um, look at the curriculum they have in the schools now where kids between the ages of five and eight are learning about sexual things that make grown men blush and and oh, sure. and then they have these drag queens that come in and they're telling kids you well you don't really know if you're a boy or a girl yet let us tell you about that and i'm thinking well that's yeah. okay but you can't talk about jesus okay now, where's the consistency well, and, and there's, group, there's groups out there that are 
providing free content to schools and libraries. There's a, um, a writing project out of Berkeley um, that is um, giving free books from it, 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 specifically from a guy who used to write for the TV show CSI. He's written these graphic novels with you know teen issues, um, and, and there's stuff like suicide and transgender. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time and and homosexuality and you know this this writing project out of berkeley is giving away free books to schools for them to put in the libraries to promote these concepts and you know these books are not literature they're they're written in such a way that they're very much like you know an after-school special promoting a particular ideology and, um, you know, they were, they were provided to the district that I worked for, and I was asked to put them into schools, and they sat in the warehouse. They never made it there because I wasn't going to put that stuff in the schools, that, that things that were inappropriate and outside of that. But the difficulty with the curriculum changing, too, is that the new frameworks having all of this, um, you know, what they're calling comprehensive sexual education, you know, all the way from down to kindergarten, is that, you know, the, the, the way that we got around that idea of censorship, you know, because librarians don't don't believe in censorship. But but when you're in a school setting, you have a specific age group, a specific audience, right, that you're 
curating a collection for. And, you know, you can say, hey, this is outside of that age group's appropriateness, right? I'm not going to put sexual content in a library for elementary school kids, right? But when, when the curriculum brings that in as a framework, you know, now you lose the ability to kind of draw that line because someone can point back to that framework and say, well, the framework says we need to teach that. So why don't you also have books about that in your library? So that's a difficult piece that you have um, for, for people who, who really want to protect children, you know, in that setting. How are they, how are they able to keep that stuff out, you know, when people are saying, oh, now this is appropriate for children? Yeah, let me tell you quickly the story of Sharona Bishop, and I wonder if you're going to be able to see some similarities. It sounds like this bill might fit into that category. Sharona is a uh, mom, um, uh, and she lives in Colorado, and she objected very strongly to critical race theory. Mm -hmm. And so she went around to nine school districts and was credited with helping to overturn some board seats. And this is at a time when our wonderful attorney general, with this huge conflict of interest because his son-in-law and daughter own Panorama Education, and they promote critical race theory, and they make tens of millions of dollars off of it. So that's when uh, people that went to school board meetings were being declared to be domestic terrorists. It was all a big conflict of interest. And then one day, uh, Sharona had her door kicked in by the FBI. They entered with guns drawn. They manhandled her 18-year-old daughter. And they didn't even have a warrant when they came in. They took all their computers. And her crime, messing with school board elections. And they were calling it electronic disinformation. Um, <laughs> let me. So let's take that story there. With It was specifically about critical race. With regard to inappropriate, inappropriately sexualizing children or messing with their gender identity before they're even ready to make a decision for themselves, yeah. Um, are these things related, do you think? I think all of it comes back to the idea of, you know, who we are, right? Who we are as people. And, you know, attacking all of the pieces of, of what we are. We're made in that image of God, right? And the enemy is so good at attacking that image of God. And if he's going to do it through, you know, gender identity or racial identity or any piece of us that he can he can begin to have people you know, have internal hatred for themselves. And if you can get children there when they're very, very young, right, they get into that cycle of self-loathing as well as, you know, suicidal ideation that mm-hmm. comes upon them from all of that. And really, it, it's intended to just attack, you know, who we are in, made in God's image. Um, and the school, the school system is really sneaky about the way they do these things, too, because, you know, they're not going to have a specific curriculum for something like critical race theory right they're going to sneak it into everything you know including the math as i had seen um in another state i think that was florida like there was um, some discussion about that they were going to reject a math curriculum because it had critical race theory and people were like why is that in the math because that's the way they do it because when you call the school district and you say to them hey um are you you know are you guys teaching a critical race theory they can legitimately go no no we don't have that and then the parents takes a sigh of relief, right? Oh, good. But they don't realize everything their kids are doing. It's PE, it's math, it's it's the lunch hour, it's everything. They're going to put it anywhere they can to get that agenda, you know, moved forward outside of parental consent. Outside of parental consent. Yep. Exactly. That's That's really the element there that just is most disturbing. But you know what you described, too? Um... 
I don't know how much you know about the old Soviet education model, but everything they taught was based on political ideology. Like, a communist cow produces four gallons of milk per day, and a capitalist pig cow only produces <laughs> two gallons of milk per day. What's the difference? Yeah. And that's how they that's how they built it in. Uh, and this is kind of what you're describing. There's another element too, Jim, and something you said triggered the thought in me, and I can't remember what it was now, but. Um, the Soviet Union and what they did with um, education, uh, excuse me, with religion, they zoned it out of existence. They didn't go do persecutions like we've seen in other societies. Uh, they zoned it out, and only when you violated zoning did they come after you. You know, and, and that's interesting you should say that, Dave, because one thing that, uh, you know, Mike Kerr and I from here, the Watchmen, are working on is, uh, uh, you know, we're kind of following this Chinese model. <laughs> and you're saying, what, you guys are finding, following a Chinese model? Yeah, it's a Chinese model of Christians that have learned to um, uh, do thousands of home churches that aren't registered, uh, that, you know, if you have one leader that is executed, then the rest of the churches are going to continue on, and we're actually trying to do that. So that way, when the zoning things come down, when they say you can no longer have a church, you can no longer have this, then we can meet in secret in our homes, and we can still perpetuate to the kingdom of god yeah but i they're going to cut off so many angles um and and crystal this is kind of up your alley with dissemination of information Mm -hmm. um i've been looking a lot at digital id as a precursor to the digital currency that the west is bringing in now it's interesting latin america india some nations in africa are not going along with us. They're going gold-backed, and they don't necessarily like Russia, but they're going to be joining the Russian bloc economically because they don't want digital. But with digital, yeah. they'll, you can't even... In fact, the, the Europeans just passed this in the EU. They passed the Electronic ID Act. It's called EID, and it's complete censorship, and you have to have an electronic ID by a certain date or you can't get online. And so how dependent are home-based Christians on Internet access to conduct services, to get material? It, 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 it really, well, it, it varies, right? It varies. It, and it, it's going to be, you know, if we're talking about education for Christian families, you know, there are absolutely places out there where they're, they're providing pen and paper, you know, so that students aren't having to have that Internet access to be able to access their educational resources. Um, but, you know, there is a lot. Like, I think what's happened with, um, you know, when the the um, COVID happened and everybody went to that distance learning, you know, so many families um, stayed there and they wanted to stay in that. It was easy for them. Um, they don't have physical stuff at home, right? They don't have physical things their their kids are logging on every day to do a lot of that work and um you know that that could become a problem that could drive them to send their kids back into those classrooms if they didn't have access which is that's a little bit scary (laughs) but when it comes to the churches and the digital thing you're right they're going to start you know uh you you know we have to learn to not be so dependent upon the phones that we all carry around on our bibles and uh you know that's why you know we have print bibles still lots of print Bibles. We have a, a Torah scroll, so we can actually see the Word of God in its original languages, the first five books of the Bible. And so that's where we have to go back to being archaic, but in being archaic, that will be the best way that we'll still be able to disseminate the good news of, uh, of Jesus Christ to people and tell people about the Lord. It's interesting. It's, it's war gaming. I know the Navy has practiced 
and this is going to sound like a bizarre analogy, but I, but I think it fits. The high-tech, computerized, satellite-connected versions of our war fleet, um, they're so dependent on the technology that if the technology gets compromised at any level, they can't function. But if you yeah. go to World War II battleships, some of them are still mothballs or in museums, there's been talk in the Navy about resurrecting them because they wouldn't be affected by this and they could still navigate the old-fashioned way. And it yeah. sounds like that's kind of what you're advocating for here, too, with religious materials. Don't be high-tech. Be low-tech. Or, or have that as a secondary option, you know? You know, you can still function in the in the high-tech world as long as it's available to us, you know, but when we get to the point where we can't buy or sell or our social credit score or ID card or whatever is going to restrict us, from accessing that, like, have plan B, you know? And I, I personally have a large library of books for partially that reason. Um, and, you know, if, if, if we as believers have to have our own lending system, right, for that material, um, or, you know, like, like they used to do in um, the Soviet bloc back in the day, there were, there were basements where they were hand-scribing, you know, copies of the Bible so that, you know, somebody could have, a small group could just have one book, you know, you do what you got to do, you know, oh and they take that risk. That was Bulgaria, I believe, if I remember correctly. I don't know if you have ever had any of these devices. Well, we all have cell phones, but um, and we know the experience. The, the electronic device is in your room, and you say something, and then every time you're on the net, you get an advertisement connected to what you just said. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and we've all had that experience. But, but let me flip this. If you really want to persecute Christians, the means to spy on people to do what you're saying to do would be there. Yeah, it's oh, in place. Yeah, 1984, right? You know, those screens that are watching us, we, we voluntarily carry them around in our pockets every day. Yeah, well, any... I, I did not know this, but I have friends in intelligence, and they've told me any device that emits a signal can be used to spy on you oh yeah exactly and uh and it's and like it's interesting i was talking with uh, mike and Jeannie, and they were all freaked out because mike's television wished him happy birthday last week what you know <laughs> you're <laughs> and, kidding no and they all freaked out about that we're all like, trying oh. to figure out like what did he what did he what information did he give it so that it would know that so it would put that on the screen it was very kind of weird <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, wow. but, but you're, 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 you know, it is 1984, um, you know, uh, and, and seeing that the, the tactics that are being used, the thought police that are even out there, um, just, uh, changing all of this, you, you know, um, Dave, this tells us that we're in a war, we're in a spiritual battle. Uh, you know, fortunately we know the end of the book, Yeshua Jesus wins. And, uh, we, you know, and those who side with him are going to be on the winning side. That's for sure. That is for sure. But understanding what Jesus said, even in Matthew, about, you know, the world's going to get chaotic. There's going to be wars. There's going to be rumors of wars. People aren't going to be able to buy, sell, trade, or any of that. That was part of our reason to move up here to Idaho, is that, uh, uh, you know, we, you know, for example, we have a well. We don't have to rely upon a city water system. Uh, we have um, a canal that comes off one of the rivers that waters our, um, waters our agriculture. Uh, you, you know, uh, we're going to be able to grow our own food here. We're going to uh, be able to, uh, uh, you know, teach our kids freely. Now, our kids aren't in public school. We're home educators. 
And uh, so that way, you know, and our kids are having a wonderful life for sure. But that was part of the reason that I believe that God brought us here was to protect us and seeing all the different bills that are coming down in the state of California. You know, you can't have a job unless you're vaxxed. You can't uh, have a bank account unless you're vaxxed. All these things are hiding in assembly bills that are in committee in California right now. And it's just like, oh, praise God, he got us out of there because we're going to be able to survive to tell more people about Yeshua Jesus. Oh, my. You just sent chills up my spine. I, I I don't think I've ever shared this with you guys, but on my dad's side of the family, um, I'm the descendant of Germans who escaped the Nazis. So yeah. I and 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 they lived with us for a while in our primary family, and so I grew up as a young child hearing about lines in the sand and yeah. when it's time to leave, and what my family did has really influenced my thinking. Uh, you have your financial line in the sand, which I'm, in fact, I'll, I'll share this with you here. And the government, I don't have any secrets in the government because they spy on me every second anyway. But <laughs> I'm, uh, listen, I, the Canada thing really shaped me. Uh, it's not that I'm a wealthy man, but you don't have to be a wealthy person to have your nest egg wiped out like what Trudeau did to the convoy truckers yeah. and also to anyone who gave them the most minor of donations. And, yeah. and they just took their bank accounts. And I said, oh, 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 what's the difference between Biden and uh, Trudeau? A little bit of Alzheimer's and maybe about 30 years in age. And, and that's about it. And I'm thinking they are going to do this to us when they bring in the digital. And so I yep. said, well, I know there are nations resisting digital right now. So one way to stay ahead of the burning bridge is to uh, investigate countries that have good banking systems, reasonable politics, and really welcome American investment. And and I'm looking at several countries right now. In fact, uh, actually, someone has actually told me they wanted to hire me to produce a TV series on this. And uh, so I'm I'm, lo- yeah. I'm looking at this now. And Jim, you just triggered that thought in me. Right. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges right there because i know this is coming i know asset confiscation is coming to america and i learned from my family uh growing up that you have your financial line in the sand and they saw it they saw that when jewish people were denied positions in banking in the universities and what did you just say in california you can't have a bank account you can't have a job without being vaxxed okay that's nazi germany talk right there i grew up hearing this stuff and so what my family did is they opened up a bank account in England and they started to shuffle resources there. And this is before the days, you know, where everything could be electronically tracked. And yeah. and they had, you know, some money waiting for them when they left. And then the political part was when they, they started to see the brutality leveled against Jews, not just the night of the broken glass, but just in general. The brown shirts would find someone they thought might be Jewish, and they beat the snot out of them in public, and they said, it's if it's if we're not Jewish, but that could be us, too, down the road. So that's when they made the decision to leave. And, you know, we're talking, Jim, you're, you're talking Holocaust language here, the precursors. Yeah. It's, 
Well, the, and, uh, you know, there was one Holocaust, and some of the rabbis believed that uh, uh, that was nothing compared to what's coming. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of thinking, you know, biblically I look, run things through, and, the, you know, God's Word says as long as, the, you know, we have seasons, there's going to be Jews, and, of course, the uh, adversary wants to make God a liar, so they're going to be attacking the Jewish people. But even beyond that, when he sees people made in the image of God, uh, you know, the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy, so... Yeah, you know, my, my, my opinion is, yeah, it's probably good for the short term to look to find out other places, other safe havens, uh, where, you know, you can, uh, you know, we always joke around about the Cayman Islands. I'm going to have a bank account in the Cayman Islands because <laughs> nobody can touch it. But you know what? When you come into that one world government, what type of pressure is the Cayman Islands going to get from the New World Order when the New World Order says, hey, you got to quit harboring these people, so you need to make a choice, either play ball or you're done. That's true. And what's the, what's the Cayman Islands going to do? They're going to roll over. Yeah, but if you've... Right now, I've taken this idea, and believe me, I, I've been... You know, I talked to, like, Doug Thornton, who's ex-DHS, and, yeah. and, uh, and I've got a lot of uh, friends that are active in the government now. Names I can't mention, but they give me information. And what I'm hearing... From a lot of these people, in fact, even Doug Casey is talking about this, that the Ukraine war is about these two competing uh, money ideologies. One is digital. We control everything. It's precursor to Mark of the Beast. And the other is gold back, which, you know, ultimately could provide you with more freedom. Your money is actually worth something. And, uh, and it's more of a freedom-based system. And um, as long as you have that division, people are going to have safe havens to go to. Yeah. Right. At least, so maybe we're only staying one step ahead of the burning bridge, but but and I know in the end days, I know the B system is complete. That's another thing I wanted to ask you your opinion on something. As I study the word, I get confused. And if you want to get confused, read the Bible. That's why you have to yeah. study it. It's not just read it; you have to study it. But right. I, I'm I'm of the opinion, and yet I've been slammed for this and supported for this. Um, I don't think we're in the end days in the moment. I think we're in the rise of the first of three world governments, and this will blend into these are precursors for the Antichrist to come in and the second world government, and of course Jesus brings you know peace and order in the third government. Um, do you, do you think we're in that first government? How do you guys view that that topic? Well, you know, just uh, um, not getting too deep eschatologically, uh, you know, there's one prophecy that I see in Scripture that really says the Antichrist isn't here yet, and that Scripture says that the abomination of desolation has to stand in the holy place and declare himself to be God. And uh, looking at, uh, you know, God, the apple of God's eye is Israel, and looking what's happening in Jerusalem, and, uh, you know, there are... Uh, moves towards peace, if I can use the term loosely. It's not godly peace, but it's what uh, a world the world thinks peace would be, and where you have um, you know Catholics, Muslims, and, uh, and and Jews trying to figure out a solution, kind of trying to form this one one unity religion, and uh, knowing that uh, the finances are already there to build the to build the third temple, knowing that uh, you know it's already in place. Uh, you know, and I know that some Christians get really excited. We're going to support the Jews and help them build the temple. Really, you're supporting the Antichrist and helping him make his declaration that he is God. So uh, we're getting there. Uh, you know, a uh, lot of 
too many people with the pre-tribulational view in their eschatology. Uh, you know, they, they don't look at what Jesus said when he said, hey, you know what, you're going to have these birth pangs, you're going to have these problems. So Dave, I'm right there with you. I think that we're in the birth pang phase, and, uh, but with that, I do believe that believers need to pull their heads out and say, hey, you know what, we're in the lifeboat, there's people out there drowning, let's get people in the lifeboat too, because the signs are there that Jesus is coming back. Could it be tomorrow? I don't know. But uh, you know what? The signs are there that we're headed that direction. But uh, we know that uh, as we are headed that direction, we need to be about our Father's business. Yeah, that's you said it much better than I could have. But I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, how far away do you think we are, Crystal? This is probably a good question for you because you have your finger on the pulse with the literary repression and promotion of certain literary things. But how far away are we from having to become secret societies for Christ where we're worshiping in our basements? You know, the um, the literary suppression is, like, alive and well. You, you, we've seen so much about what cancel culture has already done and you know, I've seen um, things like um, books about people who live to um, have agendas that um, are contrary to the liberal agenda. You know, their their biographies being um, squelched as fiction now. Uh, re- new editions, instead of being autobiographical, are considered works of fiction. So, you know, in subtle ways, that stuff is already happening to us. Um, you know, Dr. Seuss got the outs recently, you know, for <laughs> in the last few years here, and... Um, and it's interesting too that um, you know digital renderings of books are very very easy to um, to edit, right? To take out content that people feel like doesn't fit or isn't appropriate or doesn't meet an agenda. So, you know, all of this is coming. All of this is is leading us that direction. And you know, book burning just has a different um, uh, match to light the fire now, right? It's a little bit different than it used to be. Um, but it's it's happening in major ways right now. Wow, you really got my attention with that comment. It just made me think that outright banning may not be the way that it starts. It could be the modification of materials in existence. Oh, and, and think about uh, you know I think about critical race theory and the and the pushing of that agenda. And oh, what's the inventor's name? George Washington Carver. Did they change his? biography to uh or oh it's, it's not him it's um oh shoot i can't remember the name off the top of my head it's another civil, really civil rights reformer it was it was a you know a really important black leader in in years past he was raised as a slave and when slavery was abolished he went on to found university and so he um frederick Douglass. no no w-e-b du bois W.E.D. Dubois was his, like, nemesis. They had a very opposite view yeah, of how... Yeah, I'm be. not connecting it either, yeah. Shoot, anyway. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> my, my apologies to the audience. I'm sorry. Um, having a momentary lapse here, because I should know this. I know the history of the Civil Rights Movement pretty well, and I'm not connecting George Washington but, Carver... But the gentleman I'm speaking of, his view was that, hey, you know, we, are, we as, a, as a black society are going to, you know teach black people incredible skills. We're going to give them beautiful skills, and they're going to raise up businesses. They're going to develop wealth. Their children are going to go to college, and we're going to develop um, a society on par with white society and shame people into accepting us because we are skilled and 
able to do all the things they do. And and it was working very beautifully. And Dubois was one who, who felt like, you know, riots and, and yeah. the very thing that, you know, what we see BLM doing today, it, you know, is part of that. So, you know, he, of course, this gentleman whose name uh, escapes me at the moment, his autobiography has to be, you know, deemed work of fiction, right? Because his ideas fly in the face of what um, so many liberal um, promoters of racial... Um, Strife really are are saying today. Interesting. Um, there are so many people that fit that too. George Washington Carver is kind of there, but he was there not as an educator, but as an inventor. Um, yeah. But he he fit a lot of that. A lot of people said he owned slaves. Um, uh, he says Susan Carver's descendant says ah, he didn't do that. I remember that debate. But then some people said, well, he had people that he made work uh, on their on their land and didn't pay them and that's technically the definition of slavery and so that's been suppressed for that reason because you can't have a black man uh being an oppressor of black men because when you bring up the subject of reparations the whole game changes if you have that oh yeah for sure and you know and and also you know we have to remember dave that slavery is i just remembered a thing it's booker t washington oh yeah okay yes okay yeah yeah, good (laughs) yay give him credit Uh, but, uh, you know, thinking of uh, even slavery today, uh, you know, the slave trade is still alive and well in uh, in North Africa. And it's, uh, you know, there's a religious group that's that's doing that. Uh, the slave trade is very popular in the United States today. That's really the open border issue. Exactly. Is that, is, is that uh, you know, here we have uh, human trafficking is a huge issue. And, uh, you know, who are the people who are the who are the people that want the human trafficking? These are the Hollywood types that need the. You know, their next victim of pedophilia, the next victim of adrenochrome, their next victim of, of uh, you know, satanic ritual abuse. And uh, so, you know, of course, they need the open border so that way they can have uh, uh, more fuel for their fire based upon the blood of humanity uh, that is being sacrificed to Satan. Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, you are so right on the money. It's a really good catch there. And, and, and I'm so glad you thought of Booker T. Washington. I'm kicking myself now for not knowing that because what I remember about him, you talked about the fact that he was, uh, uh, he said, we're going to teach black people wonderful things. Yeah. He, he opened all those vocational schools. Yeah. He said, yes. we got to transition people from the plantation to the workforce. And, mm-hmm. and it really did a wonderful job. And he flew in the face of bigotry and excuse me from the democratic party because these people would say oh black people have too low iqs to do this and they have you know and and he's are you kidding me let me show you what we can do um and it's that kind of resilience yeah that's a kind of resilience and he was a christian yeah yeah he was and and it's interesting how you know people take that that lack of education to be a sign of poor you know mental capacity you know, and that's just a lie. It's a lie, you know, and people people who are highly intelligent but have, you know, been held back, right, in terms of, you know, in slavery, they were not able to, they were not allowed to read, not allowed to learn these things. And so, yeah, he, he really revolutionized, you know, the idea of we're going to build this incredible society that can support, you know, the, the wealth and the, um, you know, building up of people who had been held back for so long. No, that's exactly right. 
Jim, I want to go back to something about, with regard to Christian persecution that has greatly troubled me. As we know, China is really the face of that. They catch you with the Bible. They have executed people for this. They've executed people for distributing Bibles, speaking the word of Christ. And coming over here to America, the Democratic Party has taken God out of their party platform. What relationship do you see in the two events? Do you, do you see a connection? Well, understand that there, you know, I mean, I, I think of uh, uh, back in the day listening to Rush Limbaugh, and he had his parody music, and uh, there was this song called Gangster Paradise that uh, was remade into Al Gore's Paradise, where he's making deals with the Chinese. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, how funny is that? I missed that one, but I remember the parodies part. Um. Oh yeah. So so see, so seeing that and uh you know, uh come on. Uh the communists have always been a godless society. Uh you know, the the the, the communism that was in Eastern Europe and Russia was different than the Chinese communism for sure. Uh, but at the same time, they had a lot of the same tenets where, you, you know, uh, what they're doing is, uh, you know, becoming a godless society, believing in the fact that's part of the reason why our school systems are teaching evolutionism uh, was because the, the, the Russians uh, who took God out of their society were winning the space race. And uh, so, uh, you know, I've you know, heard people talk about how, well, we got to get rid of this God stuff. So that way, if the Russians are winning because they teach evolutionism, we should start doing the same. And uh, the, the the amount of evolutionism uh, that has hit our textbooks and hit our society, that is crazy. In fact, I was having some lady the other day tell me that horses, you know, used to live in trees and had hands. I'm like, oh, wow, I'd like to see some fossils of that transitional species. Well, they're out there. Just research it. I'm like, oh, yeah, come on. Anyone can Photoshop something on the Internet. But I digress. Um, anyhow, seeing how... Um, there is a, you know, the Democrats do have a tie-in with the Chinese government, for sure. Uh, it is a godless society. If they can take God out of everything, and if they can eliminate Jesus and the Bible, they can control and command. And because remember what the Scripture says. The Scripture says two things. Uh, you know, it's all based on two things, what Jesus said. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And if you love your neighbor as yourself, you're not going to classify somebody by, you know, as uh, um, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. said, don't judge a man by the color of his skin, judge him by the content of their character. And, uh, you know, and that's scriptural. You know, we don't look at people's skin color. We look at how people act, how people behave. And, uh, you know, the Chinese government and our government can try to take the Bibles out of schools. They can try to take the Bible out of, uh, of, of our libraries. They can try to take the Bibles out of our homes. But the one thing they cannot do is they cannot take Jesus out of our hearts. Yes. And when we have the when we have the Word of God living in us, then we are going to be the Bible that this lost world is going to see, and they can do nothing about that. I think that's very well said. But I, uh, you, you know, let me give you a more contemporary example of this persecution, though. In many states, including your former state in California, you couldn't worship, and they would throw pastors and, and worshipers in jail. But you sure could go to the casino or strip club and partake, partake in those activities. If that wasn't a sure sign of what's coming, I don't know what is. Yeah, and right. even even limiting, you know, people who are meeting for religious service in homes to like 10 or less. 
you know, where, you know, if you were going to have a party, like they weren't going to say that to you, right? It, yeah, it, it's the same thing. It, it's discriminatory against people who worship God. They didn't, they didn't have those same kind of rules for mosques or for other kinds of religious places, but churches, for some reason, were right on that radar, right? They put the time limit on. I remember writing an article saying on the 51st minute when you're in church, you're definitely catching COVID because that's what the law says. <laughs> Yeah, they limited church services to 50 minutes. I remember that. And they said, five minutes to get in, five minutes to get out. And it's just, it's absolutely crazy. Um, and singing. Yeah, singing yeah, sing, sing spreads COVID. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I know. Uh, you know, let me ask you another question since we kind of drifted into this. But we're basically, the theme here is society and the suppression of Jesus. But... Um, when you look at churches today, and I know you can't paint them all the same, but we can get a general feel, I think. I see churches today being run by people that put uh, profit before God, certainly profit before prophecy, uh, with their tax-exempt status. And it really, I don't trust any church that's tax-exempt. Am I being too paranoid? Well, you know, uh, when... The Lord had me start a ministry a while back. Um, I consulted my uh, attorney friend who actually represents, or at the time, represented the Archdiocese in Massachusetts. And he says, you don't need a 501c3 to, uh, to do a church, because a 501c3 means that the government has control of you. But what you can do is you can be a 990. You're a recognized religion in what you're doing, and the government, separation of church and state, the government has nothing to do about it. So I'm right there with you. Uh, anyone who's doing a 501c3 means that they want to sell their books or sell their this or that or the other. Let's go back to 990s and just preach the Word of God. And 990 is a designation that doesn't require any special filing. It's just there in the law. It doesn't require you to, you know, sign some kind of a contract with Babylon. How is it beneficial to a church to be a 990? Well, um, I do know several leaders back in the day when uh, uh, Barack Obama and his husband Michael, I mean Michelle, were in office. <laughs> and <laughs> You caught me off guard on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they had uh, the, the men in black, you know, the people in the suits come in and uh, uh, nondescript government cars knock on doors in the middle of the night and say, we're watching what you teach. And if you do not comply, and which means you do not get to teach against homosexuality, you do not. And they gave kind of a laundry list of things. You do not get to speak against this president. You do not get to speak against this administration. We're watching you. If that happens, we're going to take away your tax exempt status and then we're going to arrest you and throw you in jail. So I think that's, you know, what was called the Johnson order, right, that Johnson kind of put into, as an executive order, put into place, you know, to restrict the speech of, of 501c3s back in the day, you know? Yeah, I remember that, reading about that. So you're saying this happened under Obama where they got the midnight visits? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I know several clergy, rab- rabbis and pastors that went through that. And, you know, they came to their house after dark. It, it wasn't it wasn't like it was in broad daylight. No, no name tags, you know, re- really that... that sort of cliche men in black kind of um, visitation. You come to my house, you're going to be automatically videotaped and 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 recorded. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm surprised, of course. Yeah, but the, I, I thought the technology existed that I wonder. Here's what I'm wondering out loud. This would have been really great uh, PR for our side to have a, a conversation like that recorded and then put out there to go far and wide. 
Yeah, and this was, you know, kind of at the beginning of, of us having... Um, Let's put it this way. MySpace was just a new thing. <laughs> okay. You know, was, you know, this was kind of pre some of that real easy-to-access technology for recording that people have, you know, like the ring devices on their doorstep and all that. It works both ways, though, right? You know, you say they're going to spy on us, but we can spy on them, too. <laughs> they're at our door. <laughs> but, well, you know, we, but part of the problem, Dave, is that we... Uh, um, uh, you know, they own the judiciary. In fact, I'm reading about activist judges that are making decisions willy-nilly and not following the Constitution, and thank you, FDR, for making that change. Um, but, you know, back to where we're talking about is, like, these churches that are, aren't teaching the Word of God. It was interesting in Populist Press this morning, there was an article about Hillsong and how this Hillsong pastor, who's been there for decades, has swept sexual misconduct under the rug from his family members, and he gets away with it. And then, of course, the article said, well, we're not supposed to judge, but, you know, you're right. We're not supposed to judge the outside. We're not supposed to judge the unbelievers. We're all sinners saved by grace. But 1 Corinthians is really clear that we are supposed to judge what's taking place inside the church, and if there is sexual misconduct, we're supposed to run those people out on a rail if there's no repentance and no forgiveness. Yeah, and look who we put on the Supreme Court, the guardian of the pedophile gate. Oh, yeah. seriously. <laughs> That's unfortunate. You mean the one that keeps the gate open? Oh, was that out loud? Yeah, My but, bad. and when she had her three kids, she didn't know what gender they were. Um, it's, just, <laughs> it's just amazing to me that we do this crap. I, it just, I don't recognize this country. Um, with the yeah. stuff that's going on. I mean, and, and you know, I, I think some of it, though, is hyperbole to the point where uh, we're in a Maoist cultural revolution mode, and it's not that anyone really believes some of the crap they're trying to impose. It's just the fact that they want to overturn society that exists as it is. Uh, yeah, and, and this has been their agenda. I mean, come on. How many times have we seen, like, TV shows where they try to cram an agenda down our throat. Uh, let's use the um, LGBTQXYZ ABC thing, whatever. Um, <laughs> they, they really try to jam it down the throat, and you know, and society said, "Oh, too much." And then, like, okay, but you know what? Then they soft pedal it a little bit more, so they don't do it so hard the next time. They do it just a little bit softer the next time, and a little bit softer. It's like that old adage of the the frog. You know, if you want to boil a frog, don't put them in boiling water. Put them in tempered water and turn up the temperature slowly, and you'll kill them. Yeah, that's uh, thank goodness for Ron DeSantis, right? He didn't play that game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I understand exposure. I understand Disney stock is down at about 30%. What does that tell you? Well, Netflix, too. They're down 50%. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, our society as a whole, uh, you know, and, these, and when I say society as a whole, I think of, you know, middle America, like where we moved to. Uh, you know, people are more conservative here. People don't really, they're not really watching TV because they're too busy working. Uh, they're too busy taking care of their family. But, uh, you know, on the, on the left coast and uh, the other left coast where uh, um, people have, you know, think, think that, uh, you know, societal importance is uh, what's taking place in, in media. And in Hollywood, they're drinking the Kool-Aid. And they're, uh, they're not only just saying, ooh, this stuff has poison in it, but they're saying, hey, thank you, may I have another? And that's, that's where society's headed because they're controlling the media. They're controlling the fourth branch of the government. Yeah, but if you look at the ratings for the news media, you would think they would say what we're doing is not working. Yeah, well, C- CNN Plus had that new new program come out, and uh, and uh, who was it? Joe Rogan had more viewers than they did. <laughs> well, they, they they didn't even make it thirty days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they weren't around even long enough to become a nightlight. 
Well, guys, yeah. we're just we're just about out of time, but I want to thank you for coming on, Crystal. This is really important that you expose this, and uh, I want you to keep me updated on this, and we'll report on this if need be uh, as this gets uh, some legs. And, Jim, thank you also, too, for joining us here on the Common Sense Show. Always a pleasure to have you guys on. Look forward to talking to you again. Thank, thank you so much. God bless you, brother. Thank you. God bless you.